welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and today we are updating some classic comfort foods, y'all. Comfort foods with the volume turned up. Maybe we'll say it that way. Uh, I feel like someone needs to turn my volume up because I am tired, y'all. I don't know why. I was I was taking notes for this episode and I am just struggling. It's been a week, right? It's uh but I'm fine. You know, I feel like I just I've been trying to wake up earlier. I've been setting my alarm like an hour before I typically should get up for work instead of like rolling out of bed at like 7:58 and turning my computer on. Um, just to like, I don't know, take a shower or, you know, do what productive people do in the mornings, whatever it is you do, you know, journal, uh, what, what do productive people do? They, they work out, um, you know, they, they do stretches. I don't know. I don't know where it's going, but the thing is that I'm still going to bed at the same time. So it's very counterintuitive. I should be going to bed at like, 10 or like 9 30 or something like that but all I'm doing is just waking up earlier and going to bed at the same time but you know at least I know what the problem is <laughs> but uh but it's Friday happy Friday uh Keon and I are making a quick jaunt up to Canada this weekend uh we'll be in Toronto until next Tuesday or Toronto as the locals would say uh, we're visiting some, uh, some. We're visiting his cousins from both sides of the family. One, one, uh, his one cousin is coming in from France for a wedding, and his other cousin actually lives in Toronto. So it should be a great weekend. We're gonna do Niagara Falls. We're gonna eat some great food, you know, take some selfies, all that good stuff. But I'm, I'm excited. Uh, so if you're in Toronto this weekend, or if you live in Toronto, I'll be there too. Maybe you'll spot me, uh, you know at a restaurant or something, come up and say hi, if you know what I look like. <laughs> um, and what else do I have here? Oh, my goodness. I want to give a shout out to a few people that have sent me emails. And I apologize for the delay. Because I typically I, I mean, I sometimes log into my Gmail on my laptop, but most of the time it's on my phone. And, you know, for one reason or another, I don't know why this happened, but it logged me out of my good vanilla pod uh, Gmail account. So I was like, oh, that's weird. And I just like logged in the other day and there were so many lovely emails in there. Um, I want to give a shout out to Alexandra or Alexandra, uh, who wrote me a lovely email. Alexandra, if you're listening, thank you for that. Um, Megan, shout out to Megan. She wrote in to ask for, uh, the famous grandma Kachanov kielbasa recipe, or as we say in Pittsburgh, kabasi. Um, which if you remember me talking about, it's actually very simple. I took a picture of it. It is like, speaking of foolproof, I thought it was way more involved than it was. It's just like kabasi or kielbasa. See, Pittsburgh's coming up. Um, like sort of sliced up diagonally. And, um, I feel like if you want to go the extra mile, you can maybe like fry it up in a pan just to get a little bit of that crisp. And then it's like a can of pineapple chunks and some brown sugar. I think that's it. It's very sweet, but very savory. Um, it's very delicious as well. Uh, also, I received an email from Courtney, who is not only an Ina fan, but is also in the early stages of developing her own podcast. So I have been giving her some of, you know, my wisdom and tips and tricks and, you know, all the good stuff about microphones and sound that I've learned over the years. Believe me, I have made 
every mistake in the books uh, with podcasting. So it's been nice. It's been it's so fun to connect with you all. Um, please send me an email now that I'm logged in. Hopefully I'll stay logged in. And I love hearing from you. And odds are I will probably reply uh, within a reasonable time as long as the app does not uh, log me out. So it's been so fun. And um, yeah, send me an email. Goodvanillapod at gmail.com. Okay, I say we get into this episode. This is Back to Basics, Season 19, Episode 7, and it's called Classics Made Over. So Ina Garden starts. Ina Garden. I'm reading the words Ina Garden, which is why I said that. Um, Ina starts. Excuse me. She says, I'm Ina Garden, and I'm showing you some of my favorite comfort foods, but with a modern twist. I'm shaking up the classics. This is going to be fun. I'm making seared tuna and avocado rolls with chipotle mayonnaise. It's a new take on old-school lobster rolls. There's gotta be pasta. So I'm giving spaghetti carbonara a fresh spring green update. I love shortbread, so my chocolate chip... (laughs) Sounded like I said chocolate shit. (laughs) Chocolate shit dipped. That's great. Maybe not that. Maybe not that at all. Um, I love shortbread. Take two here. So my chocolate-dipped brown sugar shortbread cookies brings a classic cookie up to date. And finally, I'm making the ultimate comfort carb, garlic bread, an outrageously good makeover. That last sentence doesn't make sense. It should be, I'm giving the ultimate comfort carb an outrageously good... I don't know why I'm I'm dissecting this, but you know, you gotta. As as I'm reading, it's... um, You get tongue-tied, and sometimes I feel like this is a rule in... um, in theater as well too it's like if you if you can't figure out how to say a line like a line reading odds are it's just bad writing a little hot tip for you there um but that other thing was really a tongue twister a chocolate dipped brown sugar shortbread cookie that's that's a lot uh this menu sounds fabulous i would eat all of this i'm really excited to talk about it so let's get into it Ina starts out in the library with you know those beautiful orange couches that i love or maybe they're just orange pillows I think orange couches. We'll go with that. Uh, She says, I love lobster rolls, but they can be pretty predictable. I thought, I'm going to give them a major redo, and you're going to love them. So let's get into this. Sear tuna and avocado rolls. This is so, this is perfect. I thought for a second in looking at this, or just like kind of, you know, in the opening credits, that there was going to be wasabi in it. And I'm glad there's not. And no shade to wasabi. It's just not my favorite thing. I do like a little spice, but I'm never, I've never really like latched onto it. When I eat sushi, I usually just let that blob sit there and um, I don't touch it. I don't mess with wasabi. So I was excited that it was omitted from this recipe. So she starts out with three quarters of a pound of sushi grade tuna. It's kind of like a, a steak, you know? And she brushes some oil on the tuna and then some salt and pepper. And then she tells us that she has a really, really, really hot skillet next to her. And that thing is smoking. It's a, uh, a cast iron skillet. Um, and pretty simple. She just cooks it one minute on each side. So it's already hot enough where it's going to get a good sear uh, on both sides. So after it is done, she takes it out of the skillet and cuts it into like half inch dices. You know, big enough, but not too big. And it's still very pink in the center. And I have this thing where I don't, this doesn't make sense at all because I love, I love tuna. Uh, I'm like trying to gather my thoughts here. Okay. I will eat 
like sushi, like raw tuna in sushi form for sure. Like I love a spicy tuna roll. I'll eat it all day, every day. But there's something about when I see like in this instance, like that tuna steak where it's cooked on two sides and it's pink in the middle. I'm a little turned off by it and I don't I don't know why. Would I still eat it? Probably. Yeah. But I there's something about it that just looks crazy, even though I've just said like I would obviously eat it raw in a roll, like a sushi roll. But I don't know. There's something about it in steak form that just like gives me the willies. I don't know what it is, but uh, you know, I'm sort I'm I'm sorting it out. Uh, so next, she makes a marinade, which is olive oil, lime zest, lime juice, soy sauce, and about six dashes of Tabasco sauce. It's really cute because Ina is she's like kind of going like doop 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 with a Tabasco sauce, and she's like, "I lost count. Are you counting?" And she kind of looks at the camera and smiles, and it was really precious. So she gives that a whisk and then adds some scallions and some jalapeno peppers. I am proud of Vina for adding jalapeno peppers. I think in general, too, she's kind of a weenie when it comes to spice. But, um, you know, over the years, I feel like she's... I mean, I will say, I don't think she takes a bite of these at the end, so maybe that's why. Maybe she hates it, but, you know, the listeners, they want something with uh, some heat. So she seemed excited to add it. That's all I'm saying. So... Finally, into that bowl, she adds some big chunks of avocado. This is like to the the marinade, I guess. And then she tosses in the tuna on top of that and gives it a big stir. And she said she's going to let it marinate for about 20 minutes. And in the meantime, she makes a quick pickled shallot. And this is, I mean, it's the essence of quick. It's only two uh, ingredients. It's just shallots, shallots that are sliced very thinly. And then some red wine vinegar, and that's it. I mean, I love that. I love a good pickled anything, really. Um, And this sounds delicious. So she sets that aside to marinate as well. And now it is time for some hot dog buns. And these are the buns with the slit in the top, the good hot dog buns, if you will. Um, And I think if you know, you know, because like most hot dog buns, they're like the slit is on the side, you know. But with this, the slit is on top. So it's, it's actually pretty intuitive I don't know why we haven't thought of this earlier and like I would even venture to say like the ends of the slit it doesn't even go all the way out so it still like contains whatever you you have inside of it it's just like it's like a really great vessel and they look like um what are those things called like the potato buns oh those are so good I love a good like Hawaiian uh, roll you know what I'm talking about the sweet Hawaiian rolls I was trying to remember like the the full name um but it looks like that so she's she puts the uh the hot dog buns in a skillet with some butter and i mean i love this idea i love just like instead of like toasting them she's you know you have to go all in with this really um so while those are toasting up she pulls out this chipotle mayo that was already made in the fridge and she tells us how she makes it um which is uh, of course a cup of mayonnaise one canned chipotle adobo pepper and then two teaspoons, excuse me, two teaspoons of the adobo sauce, a teaspoon of lime juice, and a pinch of kosher kosher salt. Oh my gosh, I told you, I feel like I am, I feel like my brain is just like running on fumes right now, and I don't know why. So my words, I promise I haven't had anything to drink. My words are just, uh, but again, another tongue twister there. Uh, Two teaspoons of adobo sauce. I don't know why that, that threw me for a loop. Anyway, So she flips the buns over onto the other side. They look beautiful. They're perfectly brown. Now it's time to assemble. Uh, So she puts a scoop, quite a bit of scoops actually, uh, in in the middle of the tuna 
um, what would you call it? Filling. I almost called it batter. The tuna batter. Um, and she sprinkles some pickled shallots. And she keeps calling them pickles the entire time. She's like a little bit of pickles down the center. I don't know why. I guess she just forgot that they were <laughs> they were pickled shallots. And then a drizzle of the chipotle mayo. And then she holds them up on the platter. Um, she doesn't take a bite, like I said before. But she does like sort of list all the ingredients. She's like, uh, you know, she's like the tuna, avocado, pickles, chipotle mayo. And I'm like, I know they're not pickles. I'm surprised they kept that in there. It's like... It's fine, though. I also love when she makes mistakes, so we'll we'll let that slide. So next up is the spring green spaghetti carbonara. And I have conflicting opinions on this, actually. I, c- carbonara is a, a carbonara is one of the few things that, like, I've made in the past. It's very easy to make, and it actually doesn't require any cream. The way that she makes it is not authentic carbonara it's just like I feel like I don't know if it's like an egg plus an egg yolk or just maybe it's all egg yolks and then it's like a a ton of uh like shredded parmesan cheese and that's kind of it and of course you do the pancetta but if you're really making it like authentically Italian which I don't even I've I've never done it with this I've always got pancetta but you can get uh what's called guanciale which is like I think it's uh Italian for cheek it's like the pig's cheek um as opposed to pancetta um and it, you know, it has, I would imagine, uh, a similar flavor profile, but I, I'd be interested in it. Uh, I just never have done it. So uh, it's like basically the pancetta or the guanciale and then the y- yolk and the Parmesan mix mixed together to kind of make it almost looks like a paste. And then you kind of, you basically just mix it all together with some pasta water. And that's what, and the pasta water, like with the starch in there, it kind of thickens it up. Ugh, it is divine and I don't love it with spaghetti I tend to lean towards maybe like a ooh, like a fettuccine or linguine or something I want like a thicker wider noodle so I actually don't know what the like traditional maybe the traditional noodle is spaghetti but for some reason it just felt weird and I, I would eat this recipe I should just shut up and actually tell you what's in it right so um, she has some spaghetti cooking and she's, she tells us that uh, it's less than eight minutes because, uh, which is a little less than al dente. And she almost says al dente. Um, and she takes a cup of pasta water out for later. And she says, the thing I always forget. Hmm. And honestly, Ina, very relatable content here. I always forget to get like reserve that cup of pasta water. I can't tell you how many times I've dumped, I've drained my pasta and then I'm just like, oh. so um, that made me chuckle. So into the pasta water, I love stuff like this because the pasta is cooking, it's doing double duty, it's one pot. She dumps in some julienne snow peas, some sliced asparagus, 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 and then she cooks the pasta and the veggies together. She gives it a mix. And then while those cook a few more minutes, she shows us the pancetta, very small dice. I would I, I would argue here that she could have cooked that pancetta maybe like a minute or two longer. It's like, it's cooked, but I like a little bit of crisp on it. I'm not a crispy bacon guy, but I am a crispy pancetta guy. You got to have that crunch. I love like, I don't love like fatty bacon. I feel like I've talked about this on the pod before, but um, I just like crispy bacon is like, what's the point? Like it's, I I mean, it's nice, I, I but like, I love that sort of like, I don't know, like like fatty goodness. I don't need it extra fatty. You know what I mean? I think there's a perfect balance of both. That just sort of like a, the perfect marriage of a little crisp on the end, but also like some soft, 
uh, a little bit of a give. You know what I mean? Is anyone else on that uh, on on my side? I don't know. I feel like a lot of people love crispy bacon. Anyway, she drains the pancetta on a paper towel, and now it's time for the sauce. So she goes over to the sink. This is such an interesting technique. I mean, maybe it's some old school like Italian trick. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna. What am I trying to say here? I'm not gonna <laughs> talk down my brain again, folks. I'm not gonna poo-poo it. How about that? <laughs> Um, but she takes this huge like glass bowl and she instructs us to fill it up with the hottest tap water that she's got. And she said, she looks at the camera. She's like, and my tap water is particularly hot. And she's like the good tap water. Actually, she doesn't say that (laughs) I did, but, uh, and then she burns herself a little bit. She says, Whoa. And I love when she says, Whoa, it made me cackle. I love when she you know, because it's always like sort of like a steam bath or like something or even when like there's a flame, like if she's lighting, you know, uh, I don't know, like a banana's foster or something like that. I do love when things get out of control. But in this case, it was just the water was too hot. Um, so she, yeah, to this bowl thing, she fills up the water with like, or fills up the bowl with like as much water she can and then dumps it out so that when she puts the eggs in, it immediately starts to cook a little bit. Is it necessary? I don't know. Uh, maybe this, again, this is some like trick she learned from a chef who's Italian. I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna poo-poo it. Um, so anyway, into the egg yolks goes a half a cup of cream. And if you're Italian, I'm sure you're rolling your eyes because like I said before, there's no cream in carbonara. I'm almost 99, I mean, I because I remember I was really in the mood for, the reason why I'm such a carbonara head over here is that I made it probably recently and I really wanted to make it right. And Keon really can't have a lot of cream. So I was like, this is perfect because it's, I mean, granted, like there's a shit ton of Parmesan cheese in there. So like it kind of is, it's like, we're not going to do the cream, but I'm going to give you the cheese. So you take what I give you. But um, anyway, so that's why I'm uh, a carbonara snob because I looked up, I actually did some research. I watched a lot of videos and uh, I had a really good time. So anyway, um, where am I here? I just started staring off in the space. Um, so, okay, so the, speaking of that pasta water, Ina adds the pasta water that she reserved, and then she puts frozen peas into the pot of pasta and the other veggies, which is just about done. And she drains everything and pours it all into the sauce and gives it a big toss. And this is funny here because it's like she talks about Ina says, this is so much lighter and fresher than a typical carbonara, which is typically heavy and cheesy. And, I mean, you're the one putting cream in there, Ina. I, I, I think I beg to differ here. I, I usually never disagree, but I think I think she's just really trying to sell it, so I get that. Um, I do like the vegetables. I love peas in any pasta. I'm always a fan. But I believe that this is almost just as heavy, if not heavier, than a carbonara because she taught in in addition to like the heavy cream and everything that we already know that's in it, she tosses in some scallions, some chopped chives, and then she says a lot of Parmesan cheese, which is ironic because she just threw the classic carbonara under the bus for being too cheesy. So who's cheesy now? <laughs> um, how cheesy is that, right? Um, and then finally, a little zest of lemon and a squeeze of lemon juice and and then the pancetta on top of that so folks i feel i mean you let me know i feel like a very simple classic carbonara is i mean it's not like neither of them are lights let's just say that because 
anytime I have a pasta, I, I want to feel like I can take a three hour nap afterwards. You know what I mean? Because I think she said that she's like, you know, sometimes they're just so heavy. It makes you feel like you want to nap after. Of course, I want to nap after my pasta. That's like the point of pasta. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go like run a marathon. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of The Office when Michael Scott runs that marathon. He's like, I've never eaten more uh, fettuccine Alfredo. What's the other thing he says? Oh, everyone's screaming at their phones right now. Oh, I never drank less water and ate more fettuccine Alfredo in my entire life because he does the fun run and like throws up on the side of the road. It's great. Um, that's for all you Office fans out there, which I'm sure there are plenty. Um, so yeah, I think I think they're both heavy, and uh, but both delicious. How about that? Uh, agree to disagree, but also celebrate that they're both delicious in every way. Um, so she pours it into a big bowl, a huge white bowl, and she adds a little bit more fresh chives, a little bit more Parmesan, Parmesan, and a final squeeze of lemon. So she doesn't take a bite, but it looks amazing. So after the break, it is time for chocolate-dipped brown sugar shortbread. And she starts with some butter and some light brown sugar in the standing mixer. And once that is combined, she adds two teaspoons of the good vanilla and then three cups of flour, a little bit of kosher salt, and then she kind of just mixes it, gives it a final scrape, you know, get all the, the, the good bits at the bottom there. I love, uh, I mean, I've said it before, I'll say it again, I would love, they need to make ice cream that is not only chocolate chip cookie dough. Like, I know, I feel like I've seen like a peanut butter cookie dough before, love that. I would love a shortbread cookie dough cookie. Every cookie dough needs to be in ice cream. Can we all agree upon that? Yeah. Um, so anyway, she scoops these out with a little ice cream scoop and then rolls them. They almost look like little fingers because they kind of span out a little bit. They kind of look like um, madeleines, those like French like soft cookies that are so good. That are also sometimes dipped in chocolate too. Oh, they're so good. Um, so she puts them in the oven, 350 for 16 minutes. And then she says... I'm going to let them cool in the pans. But it sounded like she said, I'm going to let them cool in my pants. And uh, I don't know why, but that made me laugh a lot. I had a good chuckle there uh, because I'm delirious today. Everything's making me laugh. Uh, so next, she's at the microwave because she's melting together some chocolate chips and some butter to uh, eventually dip the shortbread cookies in. And stirring every second, of course, because she says, because we want gorgeous chocolate. We don't want it to become bitter or something like that. Uh, so next is the fun part, which is dipping the cookies. And she shows us this little this little technique. You know, she drags it through the cookie as opposed to like dipping like straight up and down. Um, I like that. I think that's a good little tip there. And then she sprinkles on top of the chocolate some toasted pecans, which I love a little crunch. I like this idea. After they're all sort of, you know, dipped and pecaned, um, she said she's going to let them sit on the, the tray for a little bit to set. And then she uh, eventually puts them on a platter and she takes a little bite and says, who's not going to love this? I know I would certainly love that. I would love like I would love that in the morning with a cup of coffee on a Saturday. I would love that at like 2 p.m. on like a Tuesday with a cup of tea. Uh, I just I'm really into shortbread, as you can tell. Uh, so Ina said before the, like, before the commercial here, well, there's not a commercial, but, you know, before the next, you know, they have, like, an outro here, and it says, coming up, I'm getting completely outrageous with old school garlic bread, and there was just something, again, the way that she said this, she's really driving home the fact that this garlic bread is outrageous, um, 
I would call it like over like loaded garlic bread, but maybe that wasn't, you know, maybe that wasn't the right word. That's not very bare, a uh, barefoot Contessa, but outrageous certainly is, of course. So again, this recipe is called outrageous garlic bread. And she says, usually garlic bread is squishy and not that good. How dare you sully the good name of a store-bought garlic bread, madam? I I don't know why I'm just so, I'm, uh, you know, this is my second time this episode. I'm disagreeing with Ina here, but I, I've never met a garlic bread that I didn't like. I feel like garlic, much like pizza, it's like even when it's bad, it's good. And I love a store brought a store brought a store bought uh, like just one of those frozen loaves. I love even just like a regular. I mean, I love like a cheesy garlic bread. I mean, they're all equal in my eyes. But again, I feel like she has to throw all these traditionally, uh, you know, the traditional way of cooking all these in order to make her version look outrageous. So she takes and I mean, I will say it is pretty outrageous. Um, She takes 12 tablespoons of butter and melts it and then uh she roasts like an entire head of garlic until it gets that i love roasted garlic it's so like sweet and beautiful Ugh. so she kind of you know i feel like it's that thing on tiktok and like everyone loves like watching roasted garlic like squeeze out of like the bulb is it a bulb a head head of garlic um so she has that sort of mixed up and then she adds some parsley to it some hot paper <laughs> i almost said hot paper flakes Ugh, we're almost at the end, folks. Uh, hot pepper flakes and some lemon zest. And I actually really like the lemon zest idea. That is, like, inspired. I, I It's like it feels unexpected and you don't know it's there. I think what, a re- what would really have set this off is if there were little dollops of, like, ricotta cheese with the lemon zest in it. Ugh, forget about it. It's so good. Okay, so lots of salt and pepper. And then she adds one cup of grated Parmesan cheese to that as well. So that's the sort of, really, it kind of looks like a paste more than a sauce because the Parmesan cheese just kind of like absorbs all of that up. Um, it looks great. I mean, I it looks outrageous. It looks delicious. All of the above. So she shows us this. She, she makes it on like a French baguette, which, again, I love all bread. All breads are created equal in my eyes in this house. Um, but I would I would have sprung for like a big loaf of some like an italian loaf like come on um so she spreads uh this sort of like mixture on top of it the paste really um and then she shows us she actually scored the bread um which you know scoring is just essentially almost cutting down to the bottom but just leaving a little bit which i think is pretty uh slick to be honest because because then you would have to like I mean again first world problems then you'd have to cut it yourself Ugh. but um, you know she's doing that to sort of like in preparation for like if when she puts it at the table everyone can just you know break off a piece I like that I would have eaten this with like a really great marinara though I think that's the one thing that's missing and if I was feeling really gross some ranch <laughs> I bet everyone's divided on that but don't judge me I mean ranch and garlic ranch goes on everything it's amazing. Um, but the good ranch, okay? I love a good, like, homemade ranch from, like, you know, like a ma and pa sort of Italian restaurant. Ugh, it's so good. Um, so she puts the the bread on a sheet pan and cooks all of them for four... <laughs> I was going to say for 450 minutes. That is not how long you cook them. She cooks them at 450 for six minutes. And they do look fabulous, I will say. It's, like, perfectly cooked... 
Uh, she puts a little fleur de sel on top of it, of course. And finally, she puts it on like a big board and she holds it up and she's like, seriously updated classic. Outrageous garlic bread. Almost too good to share. I feel like eating this whole thing myself. End of episode. I didn't quite catch the the way she said I feel like eating this whole thing myself. It was very like, it almost seemed like she was talking to the cameraman. You know what I mean? It was very, uh, it seemed very genuine and like a human moment. But I was doing my, you know, Ina embellishment there. But, oh, what an episode. I mean, I, I disagreed with Ina at least twice. I mispronounced at least a dozen words. I think I'm, it's time for a nap. Um, I'm, I, I need to, you know, I need to go to bed here. I need to get ready for this uh, Canadian trip, eh? I, I'm excited for it. Uh, and I think that's, that's all I got. So thank you everyone for listening. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can follow it on Instagram at goodvanillapod. And you can also send me an email. Again, send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com. Also, I made a group for The Good Vanilla on Facebook. Very easy to find. Just search The Good Vanilla. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review. Or just tell another Barefoot Contessa fanatic. That also works, too. And if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kochanov. And you can find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.